we need to continue to find specialists and specialize ourselves because when we begin to really work in our unique ability, then that's when we start seeing success. Like, I've, hey, I thought I was pretty good in sales, okay? But guess what? I've got people on my team. I'm like, wow, you're amazing. And my whole leadership team, I respect them because they're better at what they do than when I was doing it. I was doing it okay. Even if I could do it pretty good, I can't do it all at the same time. There's not enough hours in the day. And so hiring people that are better and allowing them to thrive, I am not, trust me, I am not threatened when someone shines in their position. I need them to shine in that position. I need them to take what I did and make it better. Not do it just almost as good as me. I need them to take to the next level. This is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. I realized I should have turned on the recording so I could hear you, you know, so we can capture that because that's exciting. Yeah, it is pretty exciting. I probably should have probably should have done that many years ago, but but I, I don't know. I just was comfortable with where I was at. So yeah. we we didn't make a change until recently. It's, are commercial buildings affordable in your market? Do they make sense? Nah. <laughs> well, no, they're really, really expensive. My daughter, my second daughter's in commercial real estate. Oh, okay. And then her husband is in land. But I actually got my first building. Man, we last summer, not this past summer, the summer before. We signed a contract on it. And five days after we signed a contract, we got a notification from the title company that there was a problem with it with the taxes or whatever. And it turns out it got sold at auction because the owner didn't pay his taxes. It got sold at auction five days after we signed a contract on it. Oh. So there's this whole process in the state of Texas where if you lose your your property due to taxes or whatever, you can redeem it. Oh. Uh, for 180 days and whoever bought it at auction can possess it and use it. They just can't sell it for 180 days because you might get to redeem it. And if you redeem it, you give them 25% above what they paid for it and all their expenses. So I had to help run down a guy. I helped, had to help the owner redeem it, you know, so I'm, and I probably bought the building for about half of what it's worth. And the guy really did. He was trying to avoid me. I had to get, you know, attorneys, all kinds of stuff involved and because he knew if he held on to it to past 180 days, he was going to be able to sell it for a lot more. So during all of that delay and such, we went ahead and just bought this other building, which is two blocks away. Oh, cool. Like walking distance. Okay. So we're stuffed in there like sardines and we're just, we're anxious to get, get in the new one. Cool. All right. So, so we've already started talking. Welcome everybody to a another episode of the Wealthy Contractor podcast. This is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group, and I've got with me Jason Phillips from Phillips Home Improvements, return guest. He's been here before. Jason, welcome. It's good to have you back. Thank you, Brian. I'm excited to be here today. Remind everybody who you are and your business and where you are. My name is Jason Phillips. My company is Phillips Home Improvements. We're in Dallas, Texas, and we are, our main staple is painting and roofing and gutters. We do a little bit of windows and a little bit of doors too. Cool. How's business this year so far? Business is business has been great. We've had a we've had a couple little bumps in the road with uh, leads, but overall, it's a strong year, and we are tracking right near our projections for the year. Oh, great. Great. Now you guys run EOS, right? You've been doing EOS, I think longer than we have, right? Yeah. I've been doing it for gosh, a number of, a number of years, Brian. Yeah. And your projections for this year, were they significantly above last year? 20%. About 20%. Yeah. yeah so exactly nice 20%. measured. Yeah. So nice measured, measured growth. Give us an indic if you don't mind, give everybody an indication of how big the company is, how many jobs you guys do. Uh, we're gonna do right at eight million dollars this year. Cool. And okay. so our, our average, our average ticket is basically five thousand dollars. Okay. And so 
I think there's such a huge opportunity with painting. And I know that you're kind of somebody that a lot of these painters look up to just because you've been able to take it and turn it into a multi-million dollar business. Because a lot of painting companies, they don't get there. You know, it's just a guy and a helper and they get what they can get. And, but you've actually organized it and turned it into quite the, quite the business. Well, that's true, Brian. Most painters are, you know, one or two people and a few helpers. And what happens, they end up in what I call contractor prison. Yeah. And where they, where they're, they're lacking time or lacking money and therefore they're lacking freedom and they're a slave to their business. And the level of professionalism, or I don't want to say professionalism, I want to say sophistication with business skills in the painting industry is well below a lot of the other industries that the, the remodeling industry tends to have a lot more support, dealer networks, and uh, just group supports. Now, I do see the, the Painting Contractors Association is doing some wonderful things these days with trying to build to help painters build their business. In years past, you would go to these events and everybody would talk about paints and primers and application techniques. Well, now they're talking about marketing and sales and business systems. And so that's that's the type of thing that I'm passionate about is those things and especially leadership is my is my true passion. Yeah. Well, and you help, don't you? I mean, you help other companies. I do. Yes. Yeah. And I've got I've got a number of friends and just I I'm like I've been doing this for 25 years. I don't know everything, but I sure have a lot of battle scars. And, yeah. you know, when I started my business, there was no Google, no Facebook groups, and there's just no way to really stay in touch. And I just kept my, my nose to the grindstone and I learned everything, most everything the hard way. And I see all these younger guys making the same mistakes that I did. And I'm like, man, I just want to help these guys. Yeah. You know, if they can, instead of start on the floor, maybe they can stand on my shoulders and reach higher. That's really, that's really what I want to do is add some value back. Yeah. And you know, that whole, the wealthy contractor and everything we do here is all exactly the same thing. It's, I don't want people making the same stupid mistakes that I made. So the more, you know, you and me can share our mistakes and stupid decisions and dumb things that we've done. I think that hopefully we can hopefully we can help a few people not make those same mistakes and get the time and money and freedom that everybody kind of you know goes into business for but quickly realizes oh crap you know the business just took all my time it took all my money and it just crashed my freedom you know I have I have my time is gone my money's gone and my freedom's gone and I'm a slave to this thing it even gets worse than that, Brian. I mean, that's just the beginning yeah. because now you, you start eating fast food because you're in a hurry. You right. stop working out, your health goes down, and then your relationships are going down the drain too. It's just, it's a terrible thing all the way around. Yeah. So speaking of health, you know, anybody that knew you, what, three or four years ago and knows you today, you look, you looked good then, but you, today it's a little different. Like you look amazing. So what happened, and I think you and I were supposed to talk about this some time ago, so let's talk about it now, because I know health has become a really important thing to you over the last couple, three years, and talk a little bit about your uh, journey, I guess. With that. Well, you know, it's it started, okay, I was putting on a few pounds every year, okay, not eating right, you know, partying with the friends at work, at events, whatever, okay, and it just it just starts to gain ground on you. Now I'd always, you know, I'd promised my kids for a long time, I'm going to take the whole family to Hawaii for our 25th wedding anniversary. And well, that was coming up. And I looked in the mirror and I'm like, dang, I look terrible. I look terrible. And I, you know, I, I made a decision. I said, you know what? I'm going to get in the best shape of my adult life. And I made some changes and I got to a certain point. And basically I started working out. And then honestly, Brian, one, you know, just one morning I was just, I was just praying and just, I, I have my whole morning routine and, and I just really felt God impress on me that, Hey, I'm going to teach you something new about how your mind works. And what I did in, and honest, this is basically the same thing that Napoleon Hill said in think and grow rich. Okay. It's the same thing. I literally wrote down on a list, my future optimal self regarding my health. You know, I am healthy, vibrant, fit, 185 pounds. Okay. 
you know, swimming, running, jumping, all these things. Okay. And I wrote down about my relationships, about how my, you know, being a husband, a father, finances, just everything. And it's a pretty long list. And I began every morning speaking that out loud to myself every single day and thinking on that. And it was amazing when I began to do that, what came out of my mouth went back into my ears yeah. and slowly these small decisions started compounding for me because I was really, I was, I was taking control of my internal narrative. You know, we, we have so many inputs out there that are telling us what to think or, and most of them are negative. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to decide who I am. You know, Brian, you know, I'm a Bible believer and I know what the Bible says about me. And I'm like, look, I'm going to align who I am and, and I'm going to take control of what I put in to myself and what I speak out of my mouth and doing that just really transformed my life. And, you know, my eating, of course, I had my support system. I had to set up, had to set up, you know, my wife emptied out the pantry. We got rid of all the sugars and all stuff. So anyways, I went on this, I went on this low sugar, low carb diet for a while and the, the weight just started falling off. And of course I've, I'm on a marathon right now of, I'm at 870 something. Anyways, on December 31st, I'm going to have my 1000th consecutive workout. I've even done workouts through COVID two times on vacations. And I just, because here's the, it's not because missing a workout wouldn't have killed me, but I made a decision. And here's the decision I made, Brian. I said, I'm going to be the type of guy that doesn't miss a workout. Yeah. So I never said, Hey, I'm going to try to hit a thousand workouts. I said, I'm just going to become the type of guy, no matter what. I'm going to show up and do something. I'm just going to show up. Even if I'm so weak that day, I can only lift the bar, you know, and do one push up. I'm going to show up and do something. Yeah. And that's, and that's basically what I've done. And so those things just begin to compound and, and man, it just, it feels so amazing when you just start sowing seeds and you start reaping the fruit. And, and what I, what I tell, what I normally tell people is that have seen me like, wow, Jason, oh my gosh, you look totally different. You know, I have this whole photo album on our on our little nest thing that shows in my house all the random family photos. And one of that one of the albums on there is is the old Jason. And I just yeah. look at it. I'm like, wow, I didn't know I looked so bad. I look terrible. But it's funny. You didn't even look that bad. But yeah, I know what you're saying, especially as we get especially as we get older. I'm like looking and I'm noticing stuff about myself. And how old are you? Am I uh, 51? 51. OK, so I'm 54. So we're pretty about close. The same. But yeah, I'm like, notice ever since 50, I'm like noticing, well, damn. But what I told everybody, Brian, is I said, look, what you guys see on the outside, the transformation on my outside started from the inside. From the inside, of course. With, it all with, with what there, I believe, right? yeah. my mindset, my habits, setting up my environment to make it easy to do the right thing. Okay. And just all of these little things, just putting it together, just really work. Now I've got energy like I never thought. You know, I'm, I'm out, my son and I are avid mountain bikers and now, now we're running and it's just, I look, I've got five children and I feel like at 51, I'm just getting started in yeah. life. You know, and it, all of this stuff, you know, when, when it comes to personal success, when it comes to business success, so much of it, and I write about this in the seven secrets book, secret number three is commitment. So if you have a goal, or an outcome or a result that you want, how committed are you to making that happen? Now I look at you and I know about the business, let's put that aside for a minute, but you made a commitment that I'm gonna get healthy. I'm going to be the type of person that works out every day. And it's funny, so I write about that in the seven secrets and you know, I've done presentations on this too. And the interesting thing is with every commitment, comes a decision. It starts with a decision. So what was the word for the listener now? What was the word that he used earlier? He made a decision. But here's the thing, though, and you know, as well as anybody, because you've stuck with it. Commitment has a process, just like everything else in life. It's not all of a sudden one day, okay, well, I'm committed. No, 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 no. You got to make a decision and you got to be clear about what it is that you want to do. Then you got to move into the next phase of it, which is, okay, I'm going to put myself into that place and I'm going to do the things that 
that are going to get me to the result, even though you might not know exactly what to do at that moment. And then you got to have the discipline to stick with it. And the, a lot of that also goes back to, and I know you're, you called it a Bible believer, but you're a man of faith and belief. So whatever it is that you believe in, you got to believe in something that's bigger than yourself, and you have to believe in yourself, and you have to expect that result to be coming into your life. Isn't that what faith is really believing in something that is unseen at the moment, right? That's and right. So, you know, that's right. And so, and that's what you have to do at the beginning when you see old Jason or old Brian or old fill in the blank, your old self, whether you're dealing with health or you're dealing with business success, you're dealing with wealth, you have to, even when you are at your lowest, you have to believe that, no, wait a minute, everything I'm doing now is moving me towards that place. So I have to live in a state of expectancy, in a state of faith, again, in myself, and it's something greater than myself. And it really is, is cool to see, you know, again, physically, I saw your transformation because we see each other two or three times a year. And I was like, the first time I saw you, I'm like, damn, what the hell happened to you? And which is probably most people's reactions. But man, you've really, you've been able to really stick with it and make it happen. You know, Brian, one of the, one of the things that a lot of people I think skip, I believe I call those affirmations, what I, what I wrote down and I speak it out, but there's also this moment of closing your eyes and using your imagination and putting yourself, I like imagine myself, what does it feel like with my eyes closed? What does it feel like to be to lose this weight, to be healthy, to have energy. And just, I imagine myself actually being in that. And that really, I'm like, man, I really do want this. I really, really, really want this. So the yeah. made, it made the commitment easier. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I've talked about this before, and I would imagine that you've done this too with financial success and you, you saw financial success earlier than I did, but it, the process was probably similar. So for years and years and years, I had this goal in mind. I, I wanted to get to a certain place, you know, and everybody wants to be like, let's just say to be a millionaire. Okay. That wasn't the exact goal, but it eluded me for years and years. It was an income goal. And what finally one day I made a decision. I'm like, just like this, it's, I made a decision. I'm committed. This is going to happen. And a lot of the things that you were mentioning, I did too. And what people don't realize, I think a lot of times, and, and again, the millionaire one is actually kind of easy because unless you put yourself in the frame of mind that I am being the person that could have and hold and nurture a million dollars, it's not going to happen for you ever. Same thing with your health and weight. If what you say your goal was 185, 185. You, know, you know, and for everybody, it's different. The number, the number of success, wealth, it's different for everyone. It doesn't matter. It's only what's important to you. His weight goal is his, my weight goal is mine, but it's the process for getting there is all exactly the same. It's what do you have to do to convince yourself that you're there, that you are that person, and it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but it's worth it, right, in the end. And it gets easier too, doesn't it? Yes. The hardest it's part is right at the beginning. Builder Prime is changing the game for home improvement contractors. Imagine having everything you need to help your business grow in one place. CRM, estimating marketing automation with SMS, production management software, and now call center dialer integration, all wrapped into one easy to use package. And it's never been easier to switch CRMs. Hundreds of contractors trust Builder Prime to grow their businesses with powerful reporting tools to see which leads are making money, which sales reps are the top performers, and where to optimize for the greatest impact. We're talking about winning more jobs, 
boosting productivity, and delighting your customers. Are you ready to fuel your business growth even faster without all the daily frustrations of your current tech stack? You owe it to yourself, your team, and your business to learn why everyone is switching over to Builder Prime, the only true does-it-all CRM for home improvement contractors. Head over to builderprime.com and request a personalized demo with an expert today. When you start seeing the the needle move, let's just, you know, on the scale, for instance, when you start seeing the scale drop, wow. Yeah. That's so encouraging. So encouraging. It makes it that much, it makes it that much easier when, when you actually start seeing it, seeing it move. Yeah. Well, and in business, it's the same thing. So if I've got this goal to, sorry, I keep taking it to business. And no, that's I, good. It's kind of interesting because we're linking how this is all the same, no matter what it is that you want in your health, wealth, happiness, what relationships, whatever. But it's the same thing. Like in business, your scale is your PL. So if your PL is showing you, hey, man, I improved my net profit margin from eight this year to 12, let's say, or to whatever, eight to 12, you know, man, okay, now I'm starting to see it. The place where people, I think, get in trouble is they back off. So maybe my goal was 15 and now I'm at 12 and it's like, oh, okay, well, and we start to get a little lazy. And we stop doing the things that got the scale to go where we wanted it to go, the profit to go where we wanted to go. And we didn't keep fighting and keep going. So my question to you is, I know there were times where you're like, oh God, another workout. How do you keep going even when you get the million dollars or you get to your goal weight? How do you keep going? Well, I, to me, I think of I think of the the don't break the chain. If you you know the the uh, Seinfeld Seinfeld thing, yeah. the guy asked him backstage, how's he you know have so many jokes? He yeah. said, well, I just make a I write a joke every day, yeah, regardless of if it's funny or not. Yeah. And I get better at making jokes, and I have a huge inventory. And he would mark it the on chain. the calendar. That's where the chain comes in, right? Yeah, he'd mark it on the calendar, and that's the chain. Yes, and that's and so it's. I also feel like once you can set up a system of constant improvement, not just constantly fighting to improve, but a system that is almost creates an automatic success. If you just follow along with the rules that it, it helps guide you along the way. It's like, for instance, I know if I eat this particular way and work out, I'm going to continue increasing in my health. Yeah. And so I could slack off and Hey, guess what? Holidays, birthdays, you know what? I might have a whole pan of brownies. Who knows? It's been, it's maybe been observed before, but it's, you know, it's easy to get lazy, but that's, that's why I continually want to remind myself where I'm at. And the other piece of that is something else that I also do to keep myself in check is because things, bad habits, bad, whether it's in business or in personal, bad habits creep. I literally step on the scale every single day. And it logs it into an app and I get a trend line of my way in a weekly average summary email. And so those same things apply in, in business that, you know, if we're going to set something up and we know it's important, like we want to make sure that our clients are not forgotten about from the time they, they sign an agreement and give us a deposit to the time we actually, you know, schedule and begin the work. And yeah, often yeah. that can be, you know, six, eight weeks, something like that. So we made a system by which, you know, every seven days, they show up on a report to get a phone call and we call it a weekly hug. Hey, just want to let you know, we're, you know, we're still a few weeks out yet. And just to keep them in the loop and and that made a huge difference. And so the system we have is there's a report, it shows up when they make the call, they log the call, then, then it goes off the report. Now, if they don't make the calls, it shows up on an overdue report that gets emailed to the managers. Yeah, which yeah. that's a level three management system. So setting those things up helps ensure that, you know, my people continue the successful process that we've put in place. Yeah. Well, and this is the EOS system as well with the scorecard. So it's like, Hey, you know, how many companies do you know that don't have a real goal for the year or for the quarter or for the week? 
it's like if we want to do whatever a thousand dollars in business this year okay it's one thing to want it it's another thing to be committed to making it happen so how do we commit to making it happen well we got to create a scorecard and then we got to put the number and say okay every week we're going to look at this number and that number if it's off track and we're not hitting that number we got to talk about why and we got to fix it so you know you've got that annual goal whatever it is and you're breaking it down by the quarter by the month by the week for that scorecard that scorecard is a leading indicator to your monthly and quarterly and annual goals but that scorecard is also a trailing indicator to your daily activities and i believe that the secret to success lies in your daily habits Right. Okay. Why are we off on sales? Oh, we got to sell harder. Well, how many cold calls did you make? Yeah. How many, le- all the way down to the very daily habit. And it's the same thing with health. Just like that's why you're on the scale every day. Cause that's your scorecard, right? You're in the gym. You're probably even tracking your workouts too, aren't you? Yeah. Well, uh, th- those I track, but you know, here's what I do. Okay. Every, you might think I'm psycho. Every single meal too late. I log it. I log it. So I have, I have a calorie goal for the day. And so I know at any given time, how many calories I have left to eat for the day. There was a time that was the most effective. There was a time when I was probably 20 ish pounds heavier than I am now. And that was the way I lost the weight. There was nothing else worked. Nothing else worked. And I think this is true of most people is you seriously want to lose weight, track what you eat. And yeah, and if you want to get bigger and stronger, track your workouts and your health. Okay, but again, I'm going to go back to, you know, we're human, we're weak, we're lazy by nature, especially, you know, we're not, we're not being chased by predators anymore. And we have Netflix. And we have pizza that can be delivered to our door. Actually, we can get anything delivered to our door. And so we could sit at home on our couch, be totally entertained eating food. And it's great. So how do you keep going when it's like, ah, you know, sometimes maybe you do need to take a break. Everybody needs R&R and everybody takes that in a different way. I get that. Netflix, whatever. In moderation, it's not a problem. Yeah. But when you're binge watching or binge eating, those things are not typically one-time things. They become habits. And, yeah. and, you go, and you go back to them. So again, for me, it's reminding me of who I am, where I'm going, what's my vision of the future. And that constant reminder is, is and of course, I've got, of course, I've got my, my wife, you know, she's going to, if, if I'm off track, she knows what my goals are. And she's going to, you know, she's going to hit me where it hurts. Right. She's going to tell me the truth. Yeah. We have to have people. This is a, this is a big problem with guys. Guys are not are not good at talking about areas where they're losing to one yeah, another. Right. And, and everybody needs, um, you can call it a mentor, a coach, a best friend, a confidant, whatever you need someone who's going to tell you the truth, no matter how hard it hurts. And they love you that much that they're going to tell you the truth. Yeah. And you're right. It's tough for us. And it's, and it, it's interesting too, with men, there was a, a thing that came out, I don't know, recently in the last few years about how hard it is for men, especially older, our, you know, in our age group to develop friendships and to have friendships and how important it is and how, when it's lacking in our lives, you know, we're not as best, the best that we can be. And we do a lot on our own, you know, it's like, oh my God, I got to do all this on my own. We see this with business owners. Well, I got to do everything on my own. No one can do it as good as me. Yeah, me too, right? You know, you said something there a minute ago and I wanted to expand on it because it's really good. Oh, you know, I think another thing that happens is, and, I, and I'm glad you said it. I think that people think that you got to be so rigid that once, I, okay, I'm going to go on this diet. I'm going to commit to losing weight. I can no, never eat pizza again. And it's like, no, you're, you know, you got it every once in a while. It's okay. Talk a little bit about, about that. Because if you give yourself, you say, okay, I'm going to take a break or, you know, for an hour or two, and I'm going to go watch something on TV, or I'm going to eat pizza today. I think that 
anybody that I've seen that's really made some incredible stuff happen in their lives has attached a why to why am I doing this? And you must have a really strong why also attached. Am I right on that or am I off base? No, no, I, I definitely do. I believe that God has a lot more for me to do on this earth. And again, I'm passionate about raising up leaders. And if I'm going to do that, I need to be healthy and full of energy. Yeah. And, you know, when about, about can I eat pizza or whatever, you know, being rigid, it may seem like I'm very rigid. Okay. In certain areas, I'm rigid, but it gives me freedom that I didn't have before. So I, I'm not making a trade off. I'm making a trade up. Yeah. I'm trading for better health. You know, I can bend over and tie my shoes without my belt, my leg pushing in the air than my belly. And, you know, and I've got energy to go run and, and, and mountain bike and hike and do all these things that I, that I would be huffing and puffing before. So yeah. I've got this freedom and it's like, I'm like, there's no way I'm going back. There's yeah. no way I'm going back. No way. Not a, not a bit. Never. Yeah. You know, I had a guy early on go, well, you know, you know, but after two years, everybody tends to gain it back and a little more. I'm like, okay, well, that may be your story, but right. that's not going to happen to me. And it's incredible. You said it earlier. It's an inside game. The outside is just a result of the inside game. Same thing with money. You want to get rich? It's not an outside thing. I'll tell you how to get rich. You got to work on you inside in order to become, to become rich. Who you're going to become. That's yeah. right. It's about who we're becoming. It's about who we're becoming. Yeah. Wow. What else is there for us to talk about? This is some good stuff. I like this stuff. Well, you know, we could talk about, gosh, business ethics. We could talk about books. We could talk about contractor prison. We could talk about leadership. What good stuff have you read recently? So right now I'm reading What Makes Humans Tick. I just finished rereading The Platinum Rule, which was Tony D'Alessandra. Okay. Great book. Okay. Yeah, we just talked about the platinum rule. Yeah, I've read that ago. like three times now. That's a really, really wonderful book. You know, if you're should we share with people what the platinum rule is? So the platinum rule is it's kind of a play on the golden rule. The golden rule yeah. says treat others the way you'd want to you'd want them to treat you. The platinum rule says, well, let's treat others the way they they want to be treated because they're built differently than we are. Right. And when we can, that's the, that's the whole, that's the whole beauty of, of personality profiles. Brian, you see, you see so many people, they're like, Hey, what disc profile do I need for this position? What disc profile? That's just the very beginning of disc profiles. Yeah. So I say disc, let's just say personality in general, personality styles. Okay. The first step is understanding yourself because when you go through some of this, you start learning, you're like, Oh, well, I guess I've never verbalized that, but yeah, that's absolutely true. I can see that. And then you start, so you, you understand yourself. Then you understand others. And then the third piece is you adapt your communication and interaction styles to get into their world and communicate with them better. And so that there applies way more than interviewing and hiring, putting people in the right position, but it's also how you, how you mentor them, how you promote them, how you, how you reward them, how you correct them. It applies to your parenting, to your marriage and your other relationships everywhere. Once you get this figured out, you know, some people call it people puzzles and it's, it's really, it's really just amazing. And if there was one skill, I wish one single skill that I wish I would have had 20 years ago, it would be knowing about personality styles. It, it made such a dramatic change, Brian, in my life and in my business. I went and got two certifications because it just is that big of a deal. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so it's, the certifications are in disc. Yes. Yeah. You know who really got me fascinated with it is John Anglis, because John, he dug deep because he also, you know, it was like, man, I didn't have this 20 years ago. I was not a great leader 20 years ago, but damn it, I'm going to be a good leader now. And so like you, he dug into the disc profile and like you 20 years ago, had I known this, you know, 20 years ago, I just figured out that I'm okay because I took a Colby test. I thought there was something wrong with me with the whole entrepreneurial ADD. And man, I like, I don't like details, but then I was like forcing myself. Well, no, if you want to be successful, you got to do details. No, you got to go find somebody that loves details and that you could sell your vision to. I didn't understand that 20 years ago. 
but it's like, how do you talk to a high D versus how do you talk to a high S or a DC combination, right? Yeah. DC combination is a unique, well, everybody's a unique animal. And, you know, there are certain types of people that everybody is a type, I should say. And the more you know about how to talk to that type and how to interact with that type, the better you can help them and the better that they will help, that they will help you. Absolutely. And, and you know, okay, one of the, one of the examples that I like to use is this, if I'm wanting, and this is just about expressing appreciation. If I like see someone doing a great job or whatever, and I just really appreciate them. And I want to express appreciation in a way that hits home. Okay. Like for instance, my accounting department, people in accounting, you don't want people that are accountants are not hunters. Right. Okay. They're not PR people. You know what they are? They're consistent and they're precise and accurate and reliable. Okay. Good ones are. The good ones are. Yeah. So here's what I say to them. Wow. I want to, I so appreciate you guys. Y'all are like a metronome. You never miss a beat. You're always on time getting all the financials, every payroll and every bill totally accurate. And when you speak in words that they go, those type of words go past their ears and you can just see people's eyes light up when and it's going yeah. to their hearts, music to their ears. If yeah. you get someone with, with a high eye, okay, those people, it's not that they just want to be liked or want to be the center of attention. They have this internal need, okay? And I mean, like one of my, my nephew, he's, he's like all eye, nothing else, just all eye. I mess with him sometimes and I'll say, you know what, if, if you get the trash out earlier, I'll like you more. Yeah. Yep. That's good. He knows I'm messing with him, but it's, but it's true. You can see the cravings of people. And I believe that that is the unique way that our creator has designed us uniquely. And one of the, the difficulties is, let's just say that that accountant person that likes that accuracy, they have a huge conflict typically with entrepreneurs or, or your stereotypical salesperson who's terrible with details. You know, when we do windows, why do we send the salesperson out and he only measures to an inch and we follow back up with a measure tech yeah. to get it to the 16th of an inch? Because if we require that salesperson to be that detailed, one, he's going to mess it up. Two, it's going to drive him nuts and he's going to burn out. Why don't we let him do what he does? And then we'll send the detail person in later. And those yeah. type of nuances flow throughout every single function of your company. What's a good resource that you would recommend for somebody that is not as familiar with disk profiling and that would help them better understand the team that's around them and how to build and, and grow a team like you have? Well, the first thing, okay, if we're talking about personality styles in particular, the first thing would be understand your own disk. Yeah. Don't just take it and know what your profile is called or what your numbers and graph looks like. Read your report. Read it. Read it over and over and over. I just I just published a blog post. Matter of fact, if you guys, if anybody wants to, you know, check out, I write about this quite often on my blog. Start with you. Ha take an assessment. It's not a test. It's an assessment. Have your spouse do it. Have your children do it. Read them all. Share them all. Talk about it over dinner. Okay. The language of disc is commonplace in my whole family. Like when my daughters were dating, yeah. I mean, they're like, oh, what, what do you think his profile is? What do you think? Is, you know, they're having those, those ideas, right? And so that would be the first thing. And then, then the next thing, that, that's going to open your eyes. You're going to start seeing different things and different people. And then have your leadership team take it or your employees or just some inner core people, the ones you know best at your company, and start communicating on that and thinking about it. And what we do is at our every uh, quarterly, I don't want to say every, almost every quarterly, all hands, offsite meeting, we have an interactive game or something based on personality profiles. Yeah. And we regularly, here's, here's how you know you've got it in your culture. It's not just in your hiring. Your employees are coming in, you know, hey, can you talk to me about so-and-so's disc profile? I really like this person. I want to be able to interact with them better. And it brings an appreciation. It's, it brings an appreciation, Brian, because one of the big differences in personalities is your D's and I's have a fast pace and your S's and C's have a slow pace. 
okay? I do not want my accounting department to rush through something. They're going to make them right. That's when you rush. That's when you make a mistake. And so th there's a clash that happens when that DNI is trying to move so fast and someone else isn't moving fast enough for them. We need to understand that this person is very methodical. They work slow. We need that on our team. We don't, I don't need a bunch of Jasons on my team. You don't need a bunch of Brian's on your team. No. We don't need a lopsided team. And unfortunately we tend to hire in the early days before we wise up, we tend to hire people that are more like us. Right. But what we really need, and we might need that in certain positions, but what we really need is we need complementary people, just like you were saying about you're, you're feeling bad. Like, wow, I'm a bad entrepreneur. I hate these details. I'm really struggling with that. Now you're just feeling like you're a terrible person and you're never going to succeed. But the reality is you weren't built for that. Let's find that other person that longs for that. They right. love and they thrive in that environment. Let's let them do what they do best. And I'm going to, I'm, now I'm going to carve off what I do, that piece of it to them. And see, as you know, Brian, as we, I have this big, I'm going to show you this. <laughs> the giant Swiss army knife. This right here serves as a constant reminder to me that as entrepreneurs, we start out having to be a jack of all trades. We might even be making the widget. We're doing sales. We're doing marketing. We're doing accounting. We're doing project management. We're doing all of that. Okay. But at the end of the day, as we, you know, we, we, we're going to outsource our, okay, we're going to hire someone to take the phone calls and, and schedule the leads. And we start, you know, outsourcing some of that stuff, but we get to this point and we're still as an, as an owner wearing a lot of hats and having a lot of responsibilities. And what we need to realize is that we're really a meat cleaver and we need to continue to find specialists. We need to continue to find specialists and specialize ourselves because when we begin to really work in our unique ability, then that's when we start seeing success. Like, hey, I thought I was pretty good in sales, okay? But guess what? I've got people on my team. I'm like, wow, you're amazing. And my whole leadership team, I respect them because they're better at what they do than when I was doing it. I was doing it okay. Even if I could do it pretty good, I can't do it all at the same time. There's not enough hours in the day. And so hiring people that are better and allowing them to thrive, I am not, trust me, I am not threatened when someone shines in their position. I need them to shine in that position. I need them to take what I did and make it better. Not do it just almost as good as me. I need them to take to the next level. So if you're out there listening to this and you're struggling with growing your business or you are the Swiss army knife that Jason just talked about, listen to what he said. And I believe the same thing is I want to surround myself with people that do everything better than me. Because I really, I don't have much skill set. I really don't. In my company, I am known for making messes. I'm the one that gets beat up the most because, oh, there goes Brian again. And what they've done, they, I say, they have put me in a box, in a corner, and said, go play. Go play. That's your little nursery school room over there. There's your blocks and your crayons and your go play over there. Go do what you do best, which is talk to guys like Jason and learn and, and make friendships and go come up with ideas on where's this company going next? Go and just come up with all the crazy ideas that you can come up with. Then we're going to bring you, we're going to allow you to come to our EOS meeting, your, our quarterly planning meeting, our annual meeting, and we're going to listen to your ideas. And then we're going to figure out what we can actually make happen. And it's a beautiful place to be. And for a lot of people, and I'm, you know, I'm obviously putting a funny spin on it, but what a lot of people don't realize is they feel threatened so if I come, you know, a lot of people that go into this business come from the sales side. Well, I was a $2 million a year producer. You know, nobody's going to sell as good as me. Okay, great. Well, guess what? Now that you're the owner of the business, you're only going to sell a million two or a million three. And you're going to have all of these other headaches. You're going to make less money. You're going to have less freedom. You're going to have less time because you're out running leads and you have two full-time jobs, neither of which you're doing a good job of. So it's okay to say, you know what? 
I'm going to now go build a sales team of people that can go out. I'm going to go and build two and $3 million producers. And when they do it and they beat me, I'm going to celebrate them. And I'm going to be thrilled because that's how I get time, money, and freedom. Right. And it's so, you know, and at the beginning, God, if 20 years ago, we could go back to ourselves 20, 25 years ago, we wouldn't have been able to have this conversation because we didn't know this. We were like beating our chest and look at how I work 70 hours a week. I work 80 hours a week. Look at me. That's right. That was our pride back then was I worked 75 hours this week. Look at me. Yeah. 100% Brian. That's exactly right. I'm like, how dumb was I? Yeah, me too. But we live and learn. And hopefully by you and me having these conversations, hopefully we'll circle all the way back to the beginning, right? Of this conversation is we'll share with you the things that we didn't do right, that we probably could have done different and better. And hopefully by sharing our experiences, some of you will avoid those, the problems we had. So Jason, look, I'm looking at the the clock. We got to wrap up. You are going to be a speaker. This should go out. Yeah, this will go out before then. But you're going to be speaking this year. I just saw at Top 500 Live. Yes. Cool. That's when is that? That's in November. I believe that's October 12th and 13th, I believe. In Columbus, Ohio. Yes. Interesting. Columbus, Ohio. Okay. So Top 500 Live. Jason's going to be a speaker. What are you speaking on? What are you going to talk about? Escaping Contractor Prison. Escaping contractor prison. Is this similar to the presentation you did at Tony's? Very similar. Okay, good. All right. This is a good, this is a good presentation. So, oh, and how else can people, your blog is at, we'll put it in the show notes, but it's jasonphillips.com, right? Jasonwphillips.com. Jasonwphillips.com. Yes. What does the W stand for? William. William. Okay. There's a lot of other Jason Phillipses out there, you know, sports, you know, very high profile people. And so I had to use my middle initial. Okay. So if you go to jasonwphillips.com, there's a blog there. Is there also a podcast? No, I do have a, I do have a YouTube channel. Okay. And it's linked there on that. Just that homepage down at the bottom is a link to my blog. You can subscribe to a newsletter and uh, you can also get some links to my, you know, Facebook and, and LinkedIn. Yeah. So, and yeah, so your Facebook is interesting. So I post nothing. I never have commented, liked, shared, posted. I've done nothing. All I do, if if I go to social media, is I just look and see what other people are doing. And because I know you, your Facebook is actually really cool. Because, so Jason has a Lamborghini. I mean, you have a bunch of cool, he, he's got a bunch of cool stuff. Now, if you didn't know, Jason, you were looking at this, you would think, ah, here's another one of these guys. But you actually, you are having so much fun. And the stuff that you share is, you have a good reason for doing it. It's not, hey, look at me and look how cool I am and look at all my stuff. You're actually like sharing, you know, nice messages on Facebook. So if you want to Jason's a lot more interesting than I am on, on Facebook. So if you want to go follow somebody cool, and if you need a little inspiration, a little kick in the ass, he's a good guy to follow. Started from nothing, right? You didn't yes. have money. You, you started from nothing and you built up and you become very successful. And it's awesome. Awesome to see my friend. Well, Brian, I've really enjoyed it, man. Thank you for the, thank you for the opportunity to be your guest today. And I hope that I've been able to add some value to the to the listeners. I hope so too. Let you know, go listeners, let us know. Was this valuable? You know, I intentionally before we started, I intentionally said, you know, I just want to have a conversation with Jason about, you know, we I don't know if this will make it into the final thing or not, but just my head was, I just want to have a conversation, you know, because it's been a while since you and I have had a a conversation. I thought, let's just treat this as me talking to my friend and see how it turns out. So that's what I tried to do here. And listener, let us know how we did. If it wasn't a five-star experience, here's what I will say. If it was not a five-star experience, let me know. Don't 
don't post it on on the podcast review, whatever. But if this was a five star and you liked it, I would appreciate it if you would go to the wealthy contractor at Apple or Stitch or wherever you go or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts and leave a five-star review. It helps other people find the podcast. So if you find it valuable, please go there. I also have a book that I would love to send you for free. You just pay a few bucks to get it shipped and you can get that. That's the seven secrets to becoming a wealthy contractor. You can just go to thewealthycontractor.com, thewealthycontractor.com. And in the show notes, we'll put a link, Jason, to Jason W. Phillips. And Phillips is with two L's. Yes, two Two L's. L's. Two L's. JasonWPhillips.com. Well, my friend, thank you. And I will be at top 500 as well. I don't know if I'm speaking yet or not, but I will be there as well. And I will definitely be in the audience cheering you on. Jason is, you know, what's great. I was thinking about this. So whenever we're at events together, when there's someone's on stage, man, you are so serious. You have like, he's taking notes. He's serious. But then when that's, when that's over and it's time to go on a break, you see this face. And for those of you that are watching on video, Jason just got this happy face. He's like one of the happiest people you're ever going to meet. So go to see him live at top 500, go and meet him. He's a great guy. He's always happy. He will shower encouragement and love and praise and all that on you. So thanks for being here, my friend. And uh, we'll do this again soon. Thank you, Brian. All right. Appreciate it. Hey, everybody. Until next time, this is Brian Kaskovalsian with G4 Marketing Group. And this is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Let me ask you. Did it help you look at your business in a different way? Did it spark an idea or ideas that you hadn't thought of before? Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today? I really hope so. If it did, I'd like to ask you a favor. Would you leave a five-star review of the podcast? By doing so, you'll help other contractors find the podcast more easily so that we can help them achieve more success, wealth, and freedom. And before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. In fact, if you haven't already, make sure you go to thewealthycontractor.com and get your free copy of my latest book, The 7 Secrets to Becoming a Wealthy Contractor. Just pay shipping and handling and I'll take care of the cost of the book. So until next time, this is Brian Kaskovalsian.